0: The Baby Flames are back on the ice tonight, and suddenly, hockey looks real fun again. You're Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmastow, and thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, get your Jace case at jacemedical.com. That is J A S E medical.com. Today, we are gearing up for the preseason. The uh, Young Stars prospect classic is happening tonight and uh, we have something to look forward to again right we got some hockey and we are going to talk about of course the latest developments in Columbus and kind of what's going on there and it's Friday so you know what that means it's time for winners and losers of the week but before we dive into that, please make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Flames is back to daily podcasts starting Monday. So I am look, very much looking forward to having you all here and looking forward to a, a new season. Right? Fresh start for everyone. I love, 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 love. Anything involving like the prospects. I love when they do these little tournaments. I love when they do... Uh, like a little summer showcase where they travel around with the team and do like fan fests. I love when they do like those silly media interviews, um, like with the team and they talk into like the little mic. Love that because you get to see personality before the NHL and their PR training and media training. It just sucks any personality out of him, right? Only a few survive. Only a few survive that. But it's such a nice tease of what's ahead, uh, not only for the Flames or the Wranglers, but you know the WHL teams or college kids and a uh, well, it's in the AHL already, <laughs> but uh, and of course international players too. It's it's just a fun time to show off what you've been working on. This isn't something that you need to put all of your Eggs in this basket, I don't think, anyways, because this isn't—it's not training camp. I feel like it's not worth the risk getting hurt if you're, you know, like play, like still play hard, but you don't need to be bulldozing people. You know, I think that that there's like an unwritten rule where you know you kind of take things easy there during the preseason, unless you're Tom Wilson and you just run through people. But Matthew Coronado has absolutely has something to prove, not only tonight, but really this entire preseason. Where will he end up to start the season, really? And he showed up to camp looking beefy. (laughs) He put on some muscle, and that's that's fantastic. You know why? Because you go out there with no meat on your bones, or minimal meat on your bones, and you are going to snap like a twig. And that is how it started with Andres Bjork. He was supposed to be one of, you know, Bruins' top forward prospects. Uh, ended up having significant shoulder injuries because he could not, he didn't have anything to protect himself. But it is fantastic to see that Coronado has kind of jumped on to this professional athlete nutrition plan because it, it's not easy to go from, you know, In college dining to you know adult foods and (laughs) when you want to be reaching certain goals. But along with gaining muscle and putting on you know more mass comes the speed, right? You're lighter on your feet, you're moving a lot faster. You have to adjust, add that, add that weight because. Again, you're moving more mass that takes more energy. It's simple physics, there, right? We've we have has anyone else taken a physics class? But anyways, Matthew Coronado showing up to camp with a little extra uh, meat on his bones. Good, glad to see it. Samuel Hanzik uh, is playing tonight as well, which I think is fantastic. He mentioned earlier in the week that he would be making the shift to center which good for him I think that that's something that the Flames really need but I'm worried about what that means for his overall ability and like what that transition is going to look like from wing to center but you know he does have to focus on the defensive aspect a lot more as a center so it's just a matter of time right and you can't you can't rush these things You can't. And you can't read too much into it after one prospect game or like a week of camp. Things take time. And Rory Kearns uh, will be on the top line with Coronado and Hanzik as well. And he spent most of last season in the ECHL and the season before with the Wranglers. We are very big proponents here of prospects getting their time on the ice. Because if you just bench these guys and they don't get their minutes, that's how regression starts. It's not like they're, you know, 30-year-old, I shouldn't say that, like 35-year-old veterans that are a liability out on the ice and you're okay to sit them because they know what it takes. Uh, benching you know players like Matthew Coronado but like ha- like calling them up and benching them does nothing absolutely does nothing for your team or their development they need to be playing they need to be getting those reps in they need to be playing people that are bigger or there's more their size they need to see and learn from everyone around them really and like I mentioned before uh Jamie Poirier is uh, out recovering from injury as well. I I hope that it's the tail end of an injury, if not already one that he's, he's freshly healed from. So everyone is just warming up. Everyone is getting comfortable. They were skating at Winsport. They're having the time of their lives. Hopefully. And this is what they've worked for. So it's nice to see... Their hard work payoff. And we're going to get to see more of that through the rest of this month. And, of course, into early October. Coming up next, we are going to talk about Columbus Bad Vibes Jackets. And then wrap up the show with winners and losers of the week. But before we move on, I do want to talk to you about uh, Jace Medical. Uh, Jace Medical... The, has the Jace case? The Jace case p- provides you with uh, medications and like a vamped up first aid kit, essentially, right? It's it's good to have when you know there's. I know, like where I live, there's a lot of snowstorms. So you know, if you're someone that doesn't like going out because in you're sick in the winter and it's dangerous outside. Uh, The Jace case might be an option for you. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during flu season, uh, really around the clock. And Jace Medical is a simple solution to that. Uh, Jace Medical handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation. Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jasemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com promo code locked on thanks everyone for hanging out with us today we're hanging out with me on lockdown flames uh, like i said this is the last week of three time, only three episodes a week we move back to daily shows next week i'm excited so much to look forward to there and so much to talk about too Earlier this week, we discussed the Mike Babcock spit and chiclets, the young players situation. It, it statements were put out, right? We talked about it on Wednesday's episode when this all happened. Blanket denial. It it smothers a fire, but doesn't isn't gonna put it out clearly because, you know, there were people on players on the team that doubled down. It's different. When you say, yes, it happened versus it did and it made me uncomfortable or, you know, like Goudreau talked about on 32 Thoughts, arguably one of the biggest podcasts, if not the largest NHL podcast. He said, yeah, like I had no problem with it. You know, I love my family. This is a good way for me to, you know, for him to get to know me and for me to get to know him. And that's fine all well and good. That is your experience. I, I'm happy for you. Glad it went well. Some people, like to me, it's like when, oh my God, some of you might not be old enough for this, but when like my parents carried like, my brother and I's photos in their wallets and they would not only to carry us with with them, but also to like show their friends because they didn't have smartphones. They didn't have smartphones and you can't really lug around photo album. So like to me, that's fine, right? That's fine. If a player is uncomfortable for whatever reason, you know, their reason is their reason, uh, that's valid. I don't know. We don't know how the conversations went down, what, you know, tone of voice and anything like that. So you really have to think about it because yes, two things can coexist at one time mike babcock sucks he has a history of making young players uncomfortable putting them in uncomfortable situations and leopards don't change their spots this is why when people say they don't deserve second chances they don't deserve those second chances he made players uncomfortable in, in Columbus, he made them uncomfortable in Toronto. Why, why was he allowed to come in to, this, to any team in the NHL, but especially this young up-and-coming team, and to squash the vibes? But this also makes me think a lot about what, um, what their room might look like. You know, Boone Jenner sided with the guy and, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, he sided with Mike Babcock, the guy that made younger players uncomfortable, after he went to Paul like, what do you, What do you accomplish doing any of that? Not much. I can tell you that. But I feel like things are going to be weird. I mean, it's the NHL. This will be a non-story. We said by Friday, but it's still here. It's still kicking. It's like a cockroach. It's not going to die just yet. But I, I don't expect this to drag out much longer. I, I don't. I would be shocked if we don't get some sort of answer, so, not solution, um, outcome result to the NHLPA's investigation today at 4 o'clock. Eastern time. Not even four o'clock, like ten minutes before five, because that is NHL news dump. Uh that that's classic. That they're in mid season form already, right? For me, like to have your captain do like go out and talk about this the way that he did in those text messages, and then to release a PR statement saying, oh, well, like it was just blown out of proportion. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't understand why it happened. You understand why it happened. What what did you think was going to happen? Let's, let's use your heads here, right? Cause and effect. And Mike Babcock is potentially losing his job. I mean, good. Shouldn't have one in the first place. But there are players that are acknowledging that this happened and that they were fine. And then there's the players that are saying this was not fine. Like, is that, I wonder if that's going to create like a weird dynamic. I would think because they are grown men, this, it's not going to be a a rift. Like, that's not going to cause a rift. I don't know. But I just hope for the sake of the younger players that are involved that their concerns are heard because who could have seen this coming? who, certainly not anyone with more than five brain cells that looks at things with, you know, an analytical lens because when, (laughs) oh gosh, this this drives me crazy. When someone, uh, Mike Babcock gets exposed or, you know, for their behaviors, their behavior, not even exposed. I feel like exposed is like uh, gossipy. But when they get, when their behaviors come to light, it's really bad, right? It's not good, not good. And there's a reason why people say the person that deteriorated this kid's mental health to the point where he was drawing smiley faces on his gloves because hockey wasn't fun and he needed a reminder of hockey was fun um, early on in his career. Why? Why are you bringing that into your environment? Why would you want a coach whose methods use that very lightly? Created that. No one's saying it needs to be you know sugary, flowery, raindrop gumdrops, whatever, all the time. It just it needs to be an environment for these guys to thrive. Fire him, and don't hire. Another Mike Babcock. There were plenty. There were plenty of coaches out there this summer. You're telling me you were just like, Mike Babcock's the guy out of all these names. Okay. Maybe we need to be looking at the general manager as well. Next, we are going to wrap up the show with our winners and losers of the week because it's Friday and you got to get down on Friday. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around this summer on Locked on Flames. It has been an absolute delight surviving these last five and a half months without Flames hockey with you. It's been great. Thank you for showing the show support, and uh, I I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy what Nick and I have planned for this season. It's going to be great. And if you're new here... You're, you're in for a treat. Back to the winners and losers of the week. Heim Bloom is a winner. And you're probably thinking, Jess, he was fired. Baseball Head of baseball operations with the Boston Red Sox. He was fired. How is he a winner? He is out of Boston. He is no longer working with Fenway Sports Group. The Fenway Sports Group has become something that is an embarrassment to the Red Sox. And I believe like Liverpool fans are starting to see it as well, so Penguins fans, you're in for a treat. I I don't understand how they just let things happen the way that they did. Well, yes, I do because that that's what they wanted. Heim Bloom was set up to fail like from the start. He was brought in to do their dirty work that they didn't want to do themselves and the guy that was seen as one of the, you know, most brilliant minds in baseball front offices. He shouldn't have gotten canned. I mean, he should have been able to leave on his own accord, I would say, but I, I think that he will land on his feet again, like anywhere. I think he would be so fun in other sports too. He's, he's a, good guy. Seems like a good guy. Seems like, you know, he knows his stuff. It's just a matter of who he's working for. But and what their overall uh, mission is, because again, this is one of those things where it didn't look like those philosophical ideologies aligned. And look what happened. No, no. Who could have seen it coming? And Brian Cashman, he might be coming for your job. He might be coming for your job. You never know. The losers of the week. Um, Aaron Rodgers to start. You, we all know why. It stinks for him because, you know, you spend four, what was it, four snaps, and then you end up rupturing your Achilles tendon, and this is probably it for his career. I, I think about, you know, Connor McDavid rehabbing from that knee injury a few years ago. That is so different to do. 22 23 whatever versus the end of your career very difficult to do and just before I started recording I saw a tweet that said from I think it was Adam Schefter who's basically if you don't know um the NFL's version of Elliott Friedman that Aaron Rodgers has an unbelievable like rehab um, plan ahead of him he's probably going to rub some essential oils on his leg and think that he's good to go. And then he's going to re-enter himself and we'll just do, it's just going to be like that. Essential oils work for headaches. Sometimes they're not, they're not fixing your Achilles, but my other loser of the week, sorry, Canada, it's the Toronto blue chase. Things are bad. Things are very bad. I didn't realize that uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was playing the way that he was, especially defensively. I thought that he was better than that. Like the advanced baseball stats for defense have him in the negatives. That's not good. But then the Blue Jays got swept in a four-game September series at home for the first time in franchise history. That's tough. That is a new low. Like, that, that is I, almost as dramatic as the Flames losing 17 games in overtime and, like, setting a franchise record for that. If you are reaching new lows, how do you crawl and climb yourself back up? I don't know. Maybe we'll see the Flames do it, and then I'll have an answer for the Blue Jays. But until then... We are just cruising. We are cruising through September. And then it will be October. And it will be time to talk regular season hockey. But until then, thank you for tuning into Locked on Flames here on uh, your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube as well. Make sure you're subscribed and have notifications turned on. Like I said, we go back to daily shows starting Monday, and I'm so excited to be back, fully back with hockey to talk about. No more, well, no more pretty much weekly hypotheticals. We'll have some solid answers and things to talk about, but Yes, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. And I will see you on Monday. Stay safe, stay hydrated, and be kind.